Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest mentors, uh, Jack Zhao, who comes to us from a background in, in robotics and engineering, a little bit of technical and, and some business, too. So he's got an interesting story. And uh, Jack, if you could do a better job at explaining yourself and what you're doing now, and then maybe we'll get back into the, the history and, and, and about Jack when he was growing up. So Jack, what are you up to these days? Sounds good. And uh, nice to see you, Luki. Um, a little bit about myself. I've been uh, running actually a robotics and education company. So behind me are some of the cool uh, creations that um, students have been creating. Not all of them are my students, but some of them are other teachers that are here. So I've um, been focusing on a lot of entrepreneurship and our goal is really to inspire future engineers. So um, from robotics to coding to game development, we've just been having a lot of fun as a tinkerer myself. I just uh, love what I'm doing, and I've just been doing that for the past uh, three years. Yeah, that's perfect. So if we step back in time a little bit, Jack, and, and talk about uh, what was Jack like as a kid? What were you like growing up? Maybe some of the earliest, fondest memories that you've had, and, and then how do you go from there until what you're doing now? And we'll probably uh, walk through the journey of, of, of that uh, process. But uh, what were you like as a kid, Jack? I think as a kid, I would I will always be the person trying to think of uh, some games to create. Uh, yeah. As an only child, you got to really uh, figure out things to keep yourself entertained. So, okay. you know, exploring the neighborhood and just trying to imagine some adventure and create games and then find friends in the neighborhood and just really um, keep myself entertained, I think, really. And along the way, I realized that, hey, I really like doing this. And then other kids would join in the neighborhood and have fun together. Um, so th I think that's where I all started, um, just from boredom to trying to entertain <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. cool. So as an only child, you were uh, on your own. So obviously you had to come up with ways to uh, get, get more excited and, and uh, you, you created games uh, on your own. Uh, what about some of the interesting in things like uh, engineering or, or marketing and stuff like that? Where, where do you think might have uh, planted the seeds for, for those interests uh, when you were younger? I think it was interesting where I had a, um, I mean, my mom actually came from more of a marketing and sales and business development where my, my dad was more of an engineer and uh, focusing, uh, well, he was more of industrial and building and development. Um, so I had a mix of both sides and I was like, hmm, which one do I do? I'm just wondering. And uh, I think that kind of sparked my interest. I was interested in both because I was like, well, one side, you know, you get to um, present some cool ideas and, you know, talk about a story and really get inspired people as well. And on the other side, you get to build something and show it to people mm -hmm. as well. And at the end of the day, when you merge it all together, I think that's more wholesome. So slowly that's kind of where it started. Um, yeah. And some of the cool things that I've, I remember dabbled into, um, I, I was actually working and selling cookies as a kid. And I okay. just thought that was really fun. Um, I would actually mainly sell to parents, friends, really, and just be like, hey, you hungry for a cookie or guilt trip them? And they'll be like, okay, we'll buy it. <laughs> and I just got really excited. And I was like, I'm selling a really good product. And I, when I see that they're eating something delicious, I, I feel really good. But then that got me just thinking, what if I created my own stuff? And then 
I realized that I had to learn a lot. Um, so, uh, so I had to figure out um, what, what do I want to create? Do I still want to make cookies or do I want to do something else? So um, some of the adventures that I've done actually, um, actually in school, I realized that I'm trying to find a need, trying to figure out what people really wanted. So I actually uh, created a, a film club at school. I realized okay. that there were quite a bit of people who love to watch videos. And at that time, YouTube wasn't really as popular. So right. we, um, I got a group of friends and we just created videos to entertain. And then the principal actually asked us to, hey, do you guys want to film the basketball team and you guys want to film that so we kind of trans transition to like a mini media um for the school so that cool. just got me thinking of building more and more things and that's kind of how it started sounds good so when when you're growing up uh you, you start this kind of like film business kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of entertainment studio so to speak and and then uh well you have to make a decision at some point to to go into university college or to do something else for for uh kind of the the next segment of your life how, how do you make that decision so was it uh, on, on the film side the creation the media side was it more on the marketing was it on the engineering how, how did that decision take place ah yeah so when i applied to university i had a few things that i was thinking about do i want to continue with filming um or do i want to like what else what are other things that i like to explore so um ultimately i started actually um applying for both actually filming uh, and um and actually business mm -hmm. so um i thought at the end of the day um running any product running anything is related to business and commerce and those are some of the key things that i need to understand first and i just thought um well from there i also wanted to figure out well marketing sounds really exciting you gotta use your left side and the right side of the brain and right. You know what? I've been doing that all throughout childhood. So I thought that's something that will be a good start. Um, so when I, uh, when I actually applied to school, I was applying to uh, Western, um, York, uh, Waterloo, and all over, like really Ontario. But uh, ultimately, I actually decided to go to UFT because it was the closest one to Toronto and it was just easier close to home and if I needed to go home it's not a super long trip so right. that kind of helped me with my decision making process and um the decision between film and business to me that was an easy one at least at the time was because I felt that film was something I enjoyed I was doing that was fun but uh, at the end of it I thought business was a um foundation of keeping the engine going and keeping everything um you know moving forward so um create creating a film is great but you someone needs to figure out how to make it sustainable and create a correct business model out of it so that's why i went into business cool so so you decide to go to to uft for business and uh, do some things in marketing and then i, I know you also did a stint in, in computer science uh, so so what is the, how does that transition happen yeah so the other transition that happened was um uh, so I, I did my first internships. Um, uh, one was at RBC and another one was actually at LinkedIn. And when I started talking to some of the engineers at LinkedIn, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And they're actually more able to build stuff. And right. now the other part of my brain started thinking, okay, 
I want to build stuff too. So I started coding by myself and I knew that I, uh, I mean, I was at the time I was in my second year and I, I already had some computer science as well. And I was like, you know what? I want to also complete that side of the degree as well. And I want to work on the, um, on my computer science courses. So I started adding that part into my, uh, I guess, spectrum of classes. It definitely made me a lot more busier, but um, I thought at the end of the day, I, I also want to be able to build stuff too and code stuff. And the logic and just creating things were really, really something that excited me. That sounds good. So you're in school now and you're doing a, a hybrid of kind of business and uh, computers and technical. And then you're approaching graduation where you kind of have to say, okay, what do I want to do when I when I graduate? What sort of jobs should I apply for? Like, how, how does that process go along in, in your head, right? So so do you, do you go more uh, business? Do you go more tech or do you do the hybrid? Or what was the thought process uh, when, when you were graduating? Yeah, and that was, that was actually a, a really big challenge because you know, you're taking a lot of these courses and when you're in school, things are somewhat of, of black and white. You're like, oh, I want to get that skill. I take that course. But then all of a sudden, when you go to the job world, you're like, there's a lot of decisions that you have to make. And every decision, you kind of, you know, go a path forward. And um, that would impact of where your next five, 10 years go. So um, that was a big struggle. Do I want to say, do more on the business side and do more on the... Um, technical side and I remember talking to you a lot about this and I was like I don't know what to do but it's just <laughs> there's so many decisions um which are all good decisions but uh yeah I think I had a such a huge dilemma um so I started uh I would say I started doing a bit of both and then luckily um my first uh job actually was more consulting so consulting for a business that would um you know I would scope out their requirements and build and develop um, the features. So it was a little bit of both as well. And that really helped me because I get to talk to clients and they get to tell me how their day went, but they also get to tell me their pain points of what, uh, what we can do to solve their business. So um, CRMs and ERPs are like building a business solutions for these businesses. Um, that was really exciting too. So I get to learn a lot there. Sounds good. So now, now you've you've graduated. You you've got kind of the best of both worlds, where you're you're consulting uh, and you're dealing with the business side, but also able to kind of build and understand uh, kind of requirements for for other businesses. And then you venture into the world of uh, entrepreneurship. So how does kind of that build up or um, come come to fruition? And, and what were some of the decision points that you had along the way? Well, to be honest, uh, you're one of the key inspirations. That as I see that you do a lot of entrepreneurship as well. And I think naturally um, as doing consulting side and um, working in the, uh, well, working with different clients, you see, oh, okay. You start thinking how to build stuff. You start thinking, learning about different business models, operation and process. And you get really, you realize that you're really excited still going back to the roots of building things and, and you want to make an impact. So uh, I, that's the key thing that I really, really wanted to do. So I started figuring out what were some of the things that I'm passionate about? Is it education? Is it um, sciences? And is it any other things? Um, so those are, each of these industries are some of the ones that I'm thinking about. And um, I stumbled upon education um, where I had the opportunity to teach a small group of 10 students and they were just, I'm uh, really excited about coding. Um, so I started teaching them and that's kind of how I, I realized that, oh, this is really fun. 
um, maybe perhaps this could become a more of an entrepreneurial adventure. Um, but at the time I was still working. So right. I, I, I didn't have the courage to say, hey, let's quit the job 100% and let's just, you know, try this out. No. So, yeah. And I, I guess, how did you make that decision? So, so right now you're, you're, you're working full time, you have a, a pretty sustainable, pretty comfortable life in, in that realm. And then you have this thing where, whoa, this is interesting. This is fun. And, and, and people or kids are learning and, and they're growing. Uh, how do you make the decision? Where, what were some of the key uh, points or considerations that you made when you went, you know what, I'm going to start doing this all on my own and, and do it 100% instead of just a thing on the side? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I first started, uh, I said I had to have a few criteria. One, is the business growing enough or is this kind of just a luck? We had a few students that, you know, friends that recommended. Um, and two, you know, if I were to do this full time, what are the key pillars that needs to be there to, in order to make it scalable and sustainable? Mm -hmm. um, so those were the first two. And the other thing is, do I see myself doing this for a really long time? Or is this something that I'm interested in? It's kind of like, you know, you, you build something and then you're like, okay, I'm done building that and I'm right. going to head back. <laughs> yeah. So um, those three questions were answered in the following ways. Um, well, first one um, uh, was in order to make it sustainable, um, we had to figure out solutions that, you know, when students learn, um, I, we had to also make sure that um, me and other teachers could use the, cur the curriculum and the content to teach and it's scalable that way. And the other thing is, even though if we make it scalable, we have to also to make sure that um, is it sustainable where students are enjoying this. So um, we realized that students got really excited about what we've been doing and they start, the parents are referring other parents and that's kind of how it grew. It grew out of my basement, really. Um, <laughs> So we were just working with a bunch of students and teaching them. And then they started recommending more students because they're like, yeah, we really want to do this. We haven't seen this in school. And then um, the recommendations got a little bit more. And then some teachers got involved and then um, some schools got involved. And then we started running some competitions as well. And that scaled from 10 students to uh, 100 students to 60 schools now to just working with them. So um that grew and throughout that process um when i knew that uh, parents and students were recommending some of the services that we done i thought okay this is it's time for me to really dedicate this full time because i don't want to stop i don't want to you know disappoint the students because it's you know what um there are a lot of young students that really look up to about a lot of the things that well a lot of the uh, engineers do, and we really don't want to disappoint them. So <laughs> partially out of guilt, but partially out of excitement that we want to make sure that, you know, these kids have a bright future. So um, we dedicated that and that's kind of how I transitioned. So it was those three tiers. That's kind of how I made my decision. Amazing. So it sounds like a, a pretty smooth and 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 a typical uh, entrepreneurial journey. But uh, as as most folks know, there there's a lot of uh, ups and downs, bumps and bruises along the way. So if you're willing to share some of the kind of like the doubts, the hesitations, the challenges along the way, anytime where you said, "Oh, I'm not cut out to do this," I know for, for myself, I had a lot of uh, imposter syndrome. Where who who am I to be building a business uh, and and helping others that sort of thing? Uh, did you have any of those same experiences as an entrepreneur? 
Oh man, too many. <laughs> so way too many. But um, I could definitely talk about the big ones, the ones that are like, oh man, this is like a huge bottleneck um, to the to the operation. So I talked about how we had sixty schools that were working with us, and um, you know, running certain STEM related activities. Um, and in order to have that scale, um, we 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 turned from. 10 students all the way up to like 800 students in the public schools. And I needed to make sure that uh, it was scalable enough. So we built a website um, to make sure that we had all the engineering content and everything was step-by-step and also a lot of features on there. What ended up happening was, well, when all of a sudden you have 800 students are drawing at the same time, the server crashes and (laughs) everything just like, it was a lot, it was a lot to handle. And at the time is, on one side, I was working on the website. On the other side, I was teaching. And on the other side, we were working with new students and marketing. And then we needed to make sure that the schools were able to use the platform and we had to train the teachers. Right. So that was very chaotic at the time. Um, and how did we pull through? That's the question. <laughs> right. That's going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, um, I think at that time, I didn't have time to hesitate to be like, oh my God, I don't know. I only had time afterwards to be like, oh, okay, take a breather and be like, we pass this hurdle. Um, so I had to ask a lot of my friends. Luckily, um, when I was in computer science, I had a lot of friends that are crazy developers, mm-hmm. um, you know, making good friends who are passionate about studying and learning. Um, they helped me um, make sure that the servers and then the website was well in place. Because what I built was a prototype, and what they built, they were make it, able to make it more scalable. Sure. So um, they just patched up a lot of things um, and make sure that we we had a lot of securities and everything was working. Um, on the other side, you know what? I had a lot of help from my parents and a lot of just friends, just supporting. And that's the part where you really know that a true friend is there when you, when you are like really really down and uh, yeah and. You, um, one thing I realized is that I just had to ask for help um, from the technical side and just from operations and just get all this organized. These were good problems I have, but there were problems that should be solved. So I had one friend that helped me um, uh, and, um, you know, Michelle, and she was able to actually work on the platform and just really solve that those issues. Um, and Sunny, and at the time, so both of them were able to help quite a bit with the platform. And then on the other side, um, I went into uh, working with a few other teachers and we had some of our early hires and we trained them and they were able to pick it up no problem. And some of my actually um, senior students, the ones that actually went to the, went to university for engineering, they came back, actually they said, okay, we wanna be teachers and we wanna help out. Amazing. And at that time, it was just a start of the business. So actually, I hired my first student who became my teacher, and they just <laughs> crushed it. <laughs> so yeah, the pieces came together, but it just took a lot of asking and just letting people know that, hey, we were in a very vulnerable state. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think what I took from that is, uh, e- even though entrepreneurship seems like a solo sport where you're doing it all on your own, it really is the relationship and, and the, the friends that you have, the, the people around you that can help make it uh, even more successful and, and also pull you out through the, the rough patches as well. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I think 
there's just way too many rough patches and close calls. Um, but like that was a really big one. And um, I think at the end of the day, it's just making sure that there's a support channel because yes, I definitely do agree. Entrepreneurship is a very uh, solo journey because you've got to think what are the next steps, how to lead a team and all of those things. Um, most of the time you're asking others, Hey, how are you feeling? How are you, how's your work? And rarely um, do people ask you, Hey, how are you feeling? How's your work? Right. <laughs> Which is not the, uh, not the complaining side, but those are the things that you really, it is partially solo, but um, there are groups of people that are willing to make sure that uh, like you can't stand alone. It's a, uh, it's a huge network um, to uh, start something like this. Yeah, and I would recommend anybody who is going down the entrepreneurial path uh, is to find other entrepreneurs to hang around with. Because oftentimes when you're going through life, most of your friends, classmates, and, and, and uh, those that are around you are more on the employee path, right? They're, they're looking to get a job and stuff, and, and they don't understand the same uh, challenges that, that, you, that you do, right? Uh, uh, entrepreneurship often is a 24-7, uh, 365 <laughs> type of thing where hopefully you get some sleep in there, but it, it's a little bit different where it's almost always on your mind, like, well, when, I'm, when you're not working and taking some time off, well, should you be working because this could be another client or another student or another someone that you can support? So definitely uh, building that support structure would help. Uh, I wanted to chat a little bit more about kind of what you built so far and, and, and your students. So we, we had a discussion off camera on, on things like uh, student leadership. So this is helping them build some some leadership skills and and um, also things like like uh, social skills and, and, and uh, soft skills, which, which I like to call uh, human skills after what uh, kind of Simon Sinek says, because it's, it's no longer soft and, and optional. It's it's human and, and necessary that everyone needs to have these types of uh, skills. So like effective communication, time management, relationship building and all that sort of stuff. Even learning to learn is, is a meta skill that I think everyone should have. But talk to me a little bit about uh, kind of your experiences with, with your students and, and even yourself in, in uh, gaining, acquiring and, and being around those things. Yeah. So um, a lot of us uh, in this environment, um, because we're teaching students to code and we're teaching them robotics and um, there's a lot of uh, engineering involved from mechanical, electrical to computer engineers. And what I find uh, that definitely students need to have is the human skills. Um, and this is, and I've seen it a lot where students are great with solving a certain problems but it, when it comes to explaining that problem how they solved it or what exactly was the problems those are some of the key things that we need to make sure because um i think having those like you said having those human skills are just super important because most of the time you're you're not a solo engineer building one product and that's it you're working with other people you got to collaborate with everyone and one person builds one piece of the puzzle, the other person will build another piece. And you have to put it all together. And if you guys are building two separate pieces that never connects, there's arguments, there's different things. And those are the things that um, students need to learn at an early stage. And I witnessed that a lot when we were running, um, we had a group of students this year doing the competition, you know, and they had to build a robot. There was a design team, there was the mechanical team, and there was a computer team, or programmers. Mm -hmm. And every one of them have different personalities and they have to put it all together to build a robot that would be able to autonomously pick up something, throw something and do stuff. You have to do a lot of communication back and forth. 
there's a lot of clashing of <laughs> conflicts um, and everyone had some great ideas for sure. But at the end of the day, they had to come together and they're, you know, students need to all become leaders and really, you know, see and work together. And that was just super important and making that chemistry flow together. The other part was when they had to present a robot of how their code and their technical solutions work. You know, um, the programmers coded for so like for a very long time, you know, spending a lot of day and nights coding and they had a great solutions and a lot of mathematical problems that were solved. But when it comes down to explaining it to judge whether they're technical or non-technical, it had to be explained in a, a beautiful manner so that people can understand and they get excited about what is it that you're building. And I think that's important, whether you are a product manager or an engineer, and it just goes, that skill, I think it's just a lifelong skill. <laughs> Yeah, and I think we, we definitely align on that where, well, I, I teach that kind of full time in terms of all these mm -hmm. human skills and, and you from a more practical standpoint, like it, it happens where like if you have a team and you have to build something, inevitably there's going to be a, a clash or a conflict or a difference of opinion and it's communicating those as well as other things that, that allow you to be a little bit more successful. So uh, yeah, I'm sure we could do it like a deeper dive in any one of these topics, but uh, I'd love as, as we start to close things up, if, what would you uh, say as some of the swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier for yourself that maybe a couple of the key milestones in, in your journey, right? So uh, what are some of the things that you'd want to give uh, young Jack <laughs> uh, a little <laughs> bit of a pep talk along the way? What, what are a couple of those uh, swipes that you'd want to share? Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, one of the key thing is uh, definitely keep, like a lot of the time is actually that feeling when you're jumping into a pool, when you're on a diving board. Okay. And that's the feeling when you're about to introduce a new product or a new service or just try something new, right? And if you think about those divers who are diving for a long time and who are diving off those diving boards, um, I'm sure they have that like blink of a second that they're a little bit afraid, like, oh man, this is pretty high up here. But when they do it a billion times, they're, you know, that second maybe turned into a microsecond or something really, really small, and they're able to dive into it, no problem. So when I was young, um, a lot of the time was when I'm trying something new, right? It's hard for me to really start that. And I'm saying that even as an entrepreneur, like we, we had, like a lot of people say, oh, entrepreneur, you must be great at starting things, or you must be great at diving into things. I would beg to differ. Um, we always have that kind of looking at down at that height and be like, whoa, this is pretty high up. Even if people have a lot of experience, even if they're Olympic divers. So I would just tell myself, you know what, dive right into it and try it. Because when you launch a product, when you launch something, you will only learn. And when you learn, can you improve and iterate? And that's the same thing that it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur. Um, it could be the same thing when you're doing business or you're working at any industry. Because when you first start, it's going to be that height of the diving that you feel like, whoa, I'm above waters and uh, hopefully I don't hit the side of the swimming pool or a rock. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, you know the whole thing's water. You just got to dive and try it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I wish I knew earlier. And um, I'm still practicing that. And it's, it's not easy, um, but trying to get better at that. 
what I took uh, away from that was to well start when the diving board is low when you can tell <laughs> tell cookies to your uh, friend your your parents friends right and that's starting something <laughs> new right and and that is kind of like the whatever the, the one foot diving board instead of the forty foot uh, diving board that sort oh, of thing. yeah <laughs> so, that, so that when you uh, get up to that forty feet when you're graduated or starting your own business or doing introducing new products across sixty schools or whatever then you feel a little bit more comfortable because you didn't go from uh, zero to forty you went from from uh, yes. zero to one and then one to two and then two to five and then so on and so forth until you're able to build yourself up so I think that's a lot of uh, great words of wisdom and uh, yeah folks are able to take those chances uh, especially when you're younger when it's well I, I don't want to say it doesn't mean as much <laughs> but uh, <laughs> It probably means a lot to you at the moment, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, it probably is is better um, for for your long term growth. And and at the end of the day, whatever happens, treat it as learning and and, and growth, right? So uh, one of the quotes that I love is, uh, I I never lose, I either win or I learn, right? So essentially, take whatever that could be a, a failure, and it's only a failure if you don't learn anything from it, right? So take that as learning, and and then you you never really have to uh, encounter failure. So. Um, Thanks so much, Jack, for, for joining us on, on, on this, this episode. Are there any kind of parting words that you want to leave for, for our audience? Well, uh, sure, yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, I think at the end of the day, like I learned a lot from you, uh, Luki. And I, you know what? The, the key things that I've learned a lot was um, what doesn't matter if you're purely technical, definitely, definitely work on those human skills. And those leadership comes such a long way. Uh, because at the end of the day, you hear a lot of students that like that here. It's like, oh, I know Java, I know C, but Java, C, and those kind of technical skills are going to be replaced by other more crazier technical. But the right. human skills of working with people are just so important. So, um, thank you so much for all these years that you've been actually um, teaching me. Uh, I just appreciate it all. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Jack, and yeah. thanks so much for, for kind of taking some of those words of wisdom and, and applying them. So where can folks go to to find out more about you, about uh, with robotics and, and some of the, the future things that are up up and coming for uh, the new engineering and, and robotics uh, endeavors that you're up to? Sure. Yeah. Um, so for with robotics, um, um, people can definitely go on to www.withrobotics.com and they'll be able to see some of the cool stuff that we're building. And as for the competitions that we host, um, and for the uh, for a lot of the cool STEM related activities, they could go to with with Prodigy, Prodigy as P R O D I G Y dot com, and they could check out some of the cool things that we're building there as well. And if anyone wants to add me on LinkedIn, I'm always excited to talk to them uh, about entrepreneurship or innovation and anything related to that. Um, you know what? Uh, about technology. So um, I love to talk about those topics and about students in education and inspire our future engineers. So um, definitely add me on LinkedIn. It's Jack, J-A-C-K, and Joe, Z-H-O-U. Sounds good. So thanks, uh, Jack, for uh, joining us and hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U. 
and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.